This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Bird. And today I'm Jackson America. You are in America, Jack. Jack's in America. I like it. Yeah. I'm also in America. We're in the same room. We always are when we do this show. What the fuck are you wearing? Oh, uh, a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. Yeah, I, uh, so I'm wearing blue shorts. I said we're the Philly shirt. You... I should have, yeah. It's over there. He just wanted me to change. Well, no. He just uh, wanted me to change I, in front of you. No. Uh, so what? If, even if I did, That's would, fine. You, would yeah. you homophobic? I'm not. Uh, no, it's just that it, it is real white and blue day. Yeah, I look. I look like a New York Mets fan too, you which do, is not you great. You do, or like you're from Collingdale. I am from Collingdale. Hmm. Um, I'm from America, and uh, so I'm better. Um, I come from the greatest place on earth, America. You come from Collingdale, which is in uh, Delaware County. Which is in uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Which is in our hearts. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So today is the fourth of July. As we're recording this, I don't know when you're planning. I on might throw it up it. tonight. Why not? Why? What's the point of? Don't waiting? don't throw up tonight. I don't throw up. Are you even coffee. drinking? Did you drink? Not today. I'm drinking coffee. Did you drink last night? I did. Did you? Yeah. I did not throw up. I don't throw up. I suspected you did. Uh, I, you know what? I think you've thrown up twice in the past fucking twenty some years. Yeah, I think that's about accurate. Yeah, I think you thrown up twice since we started recording. I, I think I have. I have what you call a pussy stomach. Or are you uh, bulimic? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, I look it, don't I? Yeah. I was going to say. <coughs> I always say I'm a bulimic that forgot to throw up. I do the binging, but not the purging. Then I saw her face. Now, now I'm, I'm a bulimic. Oh. Not a trace of food in my stomach. Right. That's all I got. No, no doubt in my mind. Uh, yeah, so uh, happy fourth to everyone. Um, this is coming from the greatest country on God's green earth, uh, we are believers in uh, the Lord um, Jesus Christ and our uh, God Yahweh, uh, and uh, and we are patriots. We are true patriots. Uh, we're very jingoistic. Yeah, uh, and um, and we love the the bald eagle. So. I totally didn't laugh earlier today when I saw a thing that somebody had a sign that said, "If England would have won, we'd have universal health care by now." I did not laugh at that. Hmm. I didn't. Right. But yeah, it is America's birthday. Uh, they have a big one coming up in a few years. In three years, it's the 250th. Yeah. We're going to be a, uh, a quarter a quarter uh, millennium old as a country. Like they have like bicentennial and they have, a, do they have a cool name for it? Probably like quattrocentennial or I don't know. Hmm. So I'm probably not going to see the 300th. I don't think we're going to be around for that one. 
We well, I don't be... think we're going to be around for the one you just talked about. Yeah, it's it's possible. Maybe if I remember to purge. Yeah. Maybe if I remember to throw up. That's what I've been doing. I know you've now up for like four or five since we started recording. Yeah, I, I I've done more than they made those movies. What movies? The Purge. Oh, and they make a lot of those. They make a lot of those, yeah. Yeah, that's the horror thing. I just want to get a franchise going. Like, I think the new big franchise is going to be that M. Thregan. Oh, Megan? Yeah, that one. M. M. Thregan. M. Three G A N. M. Thregan. M. Thregan, yeah. M. Thregan. Okay. All right. So, uh, just want to throw this out there. Uh, Our socials, okay? Mm hmm. Are murder my dude at gmail.com. Well, that's that's an email. That's not yeah, social. That's not a social. Uh, our, our email is murdermydude at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or uh, recipes for like, you know, delicious American food, okay? And I mean white Christian American food. Like uh, Frankfurters and hamburgers. Right. Uh, email us at. At, at this at that said uh website okay at, at said website i mean email what the fuck dude i can't i can't work today no nope, i i just because i'm fat okay and i have high blood pressure and i just don't know what i'm saying sometimes doesn't mean it's always a stroke true true i mean it sounds like it really you know well could be our email address our email address is murdermydude yes. at gmail.com. So email us recipes and, and goodies and pictures and all kinds of things. Hate mail, love mail. Apple uh, pie recipes. Uh, in the proper position. Yeah, yeah, yappa pie recipes. Uh, and uh, and pictures of your wives. And because uh, that's American. And uh, and then our socials, ready? I know this one. Our socials, okay? Murder my dude on Instagram. Murder my dude uh, on Twitter and podcast my dude on Facebook. Right. But if you look up Murder My Dude, you'll find us. Make us one of these six hundred tweets you're allowed to read a day on Twitter. All right. Okay. <laughs> Unless you pay for it, then you get. I think it's like six thousand. All right. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's pay for it. Apparently, Facebook is going to launch a Twitter competitor this week, or Meta, the uh, parent company of Facebook. I remember him. We had a friend named Meta. Different thing. This is a company. Oh. It owns Facebook and Instagram and Oculus and other things. Yeah, my my friend named Meta. Uh, he he one time got a. Uh, oh, hold on here. Audio issues. Trying to fix the uh, the the headphones here. Say it again. Is there a snare in your headphones? Uh, is there too much snare in your headphones? No, it's a, it's just this fucking volume john it uh it's just it's it's like you have to fuck with these right wires and move things uh, it's really annoying anyway i had a friend named uh meta who one time this girl so this is back in the aol days uh girls he was like yeah what do you look like so the girl sent him a picture <laughs> and uh she sends him the picture and he did not like what he saw so he returned to sender he sent her back her picture, which is just a funny fucking concept, knowing that there is no like return button. Right, right. Do you just have to literally send the picture back to her? Uh, and 
Yeah, and he did that, and uh, I I will always find that funny. Man, I'm sure there's going to be somebody like I don't get it, and th- or they just don't find it funny, but I do, and that's because I'm American. Probably people who are too young to remember what Return the Sender is, right? Because they don't really use the postal service a whole lot. Sure, or you listen to Elvis, the greatest American that has ever lived. Uh, so from the great city of Tupelo, maybe that's where he was actually born. He was. He was born in Tupelo. No, I don't know. I wasn't there. I was. Um. All right. No, you weren't. Prove it. Were you there? That's not how you prove things. You you said you did. So prove that you were there. Where's your receipt? I. Some my other pants. Like I can, I can say that I was in Bucks County, but I have no proof that I was. I'm sure at some point in your life you were. Yeah, and I want to tell people that I was too. I was at Sesame Place. Yeah, but prove it. Uh. I want to tell people that. I want to say I was in Bucks County. They're going to go, where the fuck is that? Where Sesame Place is. What's Sesame Place? Well, yeah, there's that too. Uh, Only the greatest American theme park that's ever lived. I don't know about that. It hasn't lived. You're right. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's there's probably better theme parks. Kenobles. Kenobles. In the French Alps. Yeah. But that's not in America. It's in the French Alps. It's in the American Alps. We don't have Alps. We have apps. We have Appalachians. And it is in the Appalachians. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's in the American apps. Yeah. Knobles in the American apps. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Knobles is great. If you've you've never been to Knobles, it is a free, uh, what what do you call it? I guess. Free admission. Yeah, free admission park. Like You uh, pay per ride. You pay just. Yeah. Yeah. You pay. It's a la carte. Sure. Uh, Yeah. you, You buy your tickets. Uh, they have a nice food court. Um, they are renowned. Them and Dollywood are always like back and forth for the best food in the amusement park. Really? Yeah. yeah and they even sell, um, what's that orange stuff? That uh, Dole Whip. Oh. Or is it pineapple? Dole Whip. I believe that's, Dole Whip. I believe it's pineapple. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is, they sell it. They, they have, sell Orange Julius. I don't think so. Orange Julius is good. Is it? I don't know if yeah. I've ever had Orange Julius. They sell it at the uh, Dairy Queen by us. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. You've been there? One time. I've been to the Dairy Queen a couple times, yeah, but I don't think I ever had Orange Julius. So, All right. Well, anyway, uh, enough of that jibber-jabber. Uh, so you, we, we got we got all the socials out of the way, right? We did. Okay. I am excited to get on to this uh, American... Uh, themed episode all right what's more american than murder i know did you see the ones in in philly i did not yeah transgender black guy it's a guy i mean born a male you can say it's a woman fuck you uh it's a guy uh 40 year old black guy decides to go and just murder a bunch of people in uh concessing king sesson concessing I don't know what the fuck you say. That section in Philly. It's where you go to buy like popcorn and soda when you're at That's a, a concession. Oh. Uh, no, it's the it's the thing that the that that um Nakam, uh, Nakamura hits. In Sasha? Oh no. That's a city in Zaire. Mm. Because he used to call it the Bombaye. Ali. Uh, Ali. Yeah, Bombaye. And then the Ali Foreman fight was in Kinshasa. Zaire. Sure. Uh it's concessing, I think it is. Uh whatever it was. Um, you know, it's, it's fucking, we love murder, man. We love, we love murder. Uh, Fourth of July mass shooting. You gotta love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Our our country, man. There was a shooting here today. Where? Uh, the other side of, uh, of, of town. Really? Like, uh, you know that Sunoco station? Of course you know that Sunoco station. Like, a few blocks up from there. Mm. But the way it's worded, there's, like, there's no threat to the community. Uh, they found a deceased male. It sounds like it might have been a suicide and not a, a murder. Oh. Which is even more common. It's, I think, twice as common. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we're going to get into a little uh, subject. Wow. A little segment. My, my brain's kind of laggy today. Yeah, you need to clear your clear cash yeah <clears throat> we're gonna get into a little segment that we like to call this week murder florida lagging murder charges not sought in case where a florida woman shot and battled and battled yes. battled neighbor through locked door and a case that calls back to a similar case in kansas city we talked about a few episodes ago where teenager ralph yarrell was shot through a locked door by the homeowner 58-year-old Susan Lawrence, we're going to say, uh, of Ocala, Florida, is facing assault and manslaughter charges, but not a murder rap uh, for the early June shooting death of neighbor Ajike A.J. Owens, ending a years-long history of conflict between the two. You mean that doesn't say Ajike? Ajike. Ajike? We're just going to go with A.J. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lawrence faces up to 30 years in prison if convicted, uh, but lawyers for Owens' family have argued fiercely for murder charges instead, pointing out that the shooting, ha- shooting happened through a locked door, and the witnesses heard Lawrence, who was white, uh, shouting racial slurs at Owens and her children, who are black, before the shooting. William Gladson, the prosecutor in the case, defended the decision to pursue manslaughter charges, saying there was insufficient evidence for second-degree murder charges because Florida requires the perpetrator to possess a, quote, depraved mind, during the shooting. Well, what does white, being white have to do with anything here? Uh, because of the, the, they, they said it was a racially motivated attack. Based on what? Uh, the racial slurs. What if, what if the, what if the, the black person starts saying something to the white person first and then the white person just was like, ah, well, fuck you then and said something back. Uh, you know, like that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So what if it's not racially motivated? On Lauren's, Lorraine's, Lorraine's. Lawrence, we're going to. Is that a C? Yeah, L O R I N C Z. Lawrence. Oh. oh, I thought that was an E. I can't see from there. My, my, it's very, it's blurry to me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was L O R I N E Z. Oh, that's a C Z? Lorinx? Lorinx. Wow, yeah, I don't know. That, that really uh, throws me for a loop now. Lorinx. Isn't that a la- oh, your throat? It's larynx. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so quote, depraved mind requires evidence of hatred, spite, ill will, or evil intent toward the victim at the time of the killing, Gladson said. As deplorable as the defendant's actions were in this case, there is insufficient evidence to prove this specific and required element of second degree murder. Uh, Lawrence's defense is is not denying her role in the killing but claims she was afraid for her life. She claims Owens said she was going to kill her and Mm -hmm. that she believed it, but witnesses deny any such threats were made. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, if if all the witnesses don't like this girl, you know, you have that. Or if they're black and she is white, then you have that too. You have to take these things into consideration. And I want to stick with Lorinx. Lorinx? Lorinx. Lorinx? 
Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, no, it should be larynx, like latinx. Latinx, yes. yeah. People were saying Latinx, now I hear people saying latinx. Latinx. Yeah. Other neighbors in the apartment complex where Lawrence and Owens both live say they also had trouble with a woman who would yell racial slurs at children while they played in a field next to her apartment, sometimes filming them on their phone while giving them the, uh, filming them on her phone while giving them the middle finger. Yeah, well, then maybe she's just a racist. Uh, Lawrence had called police about children playing on her property, but was found every time they were playing in that nearby common area. Uh. Uh, in a press conference, some neighbors claimed they, lo- claimed they no longer allowed their children to play in that area because of Lawrence. Uh, others say they complained to management, who said there was nothing that, wasn't anything they could do about it. Right. Uh, Owens came to Lawrence's door, along with her nine-year-old son, after being told that Lawrence had cursed at Owens' children as they played near her house. She's also accused of snatching one of their iPads away from them and throwing a roller skate at the children. Oh, so this lady's just a crazy Karen. Okay. Uh, during the argument that preceded the shooting, Lawrence is said to have called Owens' son uh, a black slave. Well, that's not nice now, is it? According to Pamela Diaz... Also Owens- not accurate, because slavery ended a long time ago. Well, in America. I mean, we still have... I think we have more slaves now than ever in the world. No idea. I think... But, but that's inaccurate. That's an inaccurate statement. That child was not a black slave. Correct. According to Pamela Diaz, Owens' mother, the nine-year-old blames himself for his mother's death. Yeah. Uh, in his soul and his heart, it's his fault that his his brother, his older brother, his baby sister, and his baby brother, as well as himself, will never see their mother again. Diaz said because he went home and told his mother what this woman did to him. Florida police were criticized for a delay in leveling charges against Lawrence. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who famously represented George Floyd's family in the wake of his death, led the charge in the media. Law enforcement was reportedly concerned about Florida's infamous stand your ground law, making a uh, conviction difficult. Uh, What does it say when a person can shoot and kill an unarmed mother in the presence of her young children and not be immediately taken into custody, questioned and charged, Crump said via statement. Well, the unarmed thing doesn't mean shit. Like... If I'm armed and, you know, I'm like moving slow or whatever, and there's somebody that's aggressive as fuck and they're coming at me, I'm pulling a gun on you. If I have a gun and you're coming at me, I'm pulling my gun out. I don't give a shit if you're armed or not. If you're, if you're, be, if, if you're like being aggressive and you're coming my way, I have every right to fucking feel that i'm my life is in danger um i'm not i'm not gonna sit there and fucking i'm not gonna have you beat the shit out of me and then be like well they didn't she didn't hit that hard i'm not taking that fucking risk are you no in this case i would have since the door was locked i would have called the police and stepped away from the door and if they entered my home i would have shot mm-hmm. that's what i would have done this is a what where what was the situation again? Where where was she? Uh she was in her apartment. Uh door was locked, arguing with the person she shot. Um, oh the 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 the, uh, the lady guessing, she, the lady she shot was outside the door. Yeah. Oh, then no. I mean shot the, through a locked door. Oh that's that, that's yeah, yeah that's uh, that's ridiculous now. Probably didn't want to call the police because she apparently stole the kid's iPad. Right. Yeah. And I, a that, roller skate at him. I think it's a little different if you feel like like if you're going by with that the old guy with the you know somebody has their hand on the doorknob and they're trying to come in the house that that's one thing but if this person's just 
It's a younger person. I don't know. How old is this girl? Uh, the one that did the shooting? Yeah. 58. Yeah, yeah you're 58. You're... And the, there wasn't even any, like, talk of the, of the other one trying to co- break in the house, right? Right. I think she, but She's yeah. just outside the fucking yeah. door. Probably pounding on the door, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's fucking ridiculous. So she's dead now. Now these kids have to live without their fucking mother. Yeah, and the one was... Sh- the one kid, she was shot right in front of him. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope I hope this fucking crazy lady never gets out. I mean, what did she expect to happen if she threw a roller skate at the kid and stole his iPad? What's the parent going to be like? I mean, oh, if, you should yeah, have done if that. I'm the mother, yeah. no, if I'm the mother, I, I, I do the same thing. I probably would have busted the fucking door down, though. I probably would have busted the door down. Yeah, yeah, you take the risk of getting shot. But uh, no, when the children are involved and they're doing something, you're, you're assaulting that woman's kid. And you fucking stole his shit. Yeah. Nah. No, nah, I hope I hope that lady never sees a, a free day in her fucking life. Well, if she gets to 30, she'll be in her late 80s by the time she gets uh, out. Uh, I, I, yeah, let's let's hope. Let's hope she never does. So, But right. Florida has those stand your ground rules. Well, like, I mean, and, and they need them. They need them. Uh, so it's not a slam dunk conviction, it seems. But that's not a stand your ground scenario. Like where the other one with uh, what's his face was the, George Zimmerman. Yeah, Zimmerman. That was that was legit. You could say you know he it wasn't warranted because they they told him to to not whatever. Yeah, he uh, was irresponsible getting into that situation, but when he's being attacked, he, yeah. If you're if you're being attacked, no. But this lady inside the fucking house was not being attacked. All right. Uh, next story: citing victims' beliefs, family of cupcake shop owner killed in robbery, pushing for killer to not face jail time. Ishmael Birch, a 19-year-old... No, I'm just kidding. Ishmael Birch, a 19-year-old man from San Francisco, has recently been charged with suspicion of felony murder with robbery enhancements in the dragging death of 48-year-old Jen Angel, a baker, independent journalist, and self-professed anarchist. Hmm. Angel was robbed by a pair of thieves who uh, one smashed her car window, stole her purse, and then fled in a getaway car driven by the other. Which oh, she be- should love this, then, if she's an anarchist. This Ishmael is- Birch. This is uh, well. She's dead. She can't love anything right now. Well, that's what she wanted. She yeah. wants anarchy. So uh, that's what you get when you fucking want anarchy. Don't want stupid things. Then she also got caught on the car door and was fatally dragged over fifty feet. After three days in a medically induced coma, Jen Angel was pronounced dead. Birch has been identified as the driver of the getaway car, and he has found an unlikely ally in his legal efforts in the form of Angel's friends and family. I think mm. it seems like it's primarily her friends. Yeah. Uh, right after Angel's death in February, those close to her released a statement, which included the passage, Jen lived her full and br- vibrant life with the understanding that the potential for a healthy and just society depends on replacing racist and violent institutions like policing jails and prisons with models of public safety that actually keep everyone safe. Uh, does somebody really want that? Uh, a healthy society that wants anarchy? I don't think so, but go ahead. Uh, this case is an opportunity for Almeida County to not only honor the wishes of Jen and her loved ones, but to uh, but also to model a framework that seeks to address the root causes of harmful behavior and find meaningful ways to ensure true justice in our communities. Uh, to believe in restorative justice and transformative justice is to believe in a deeper and more effective form of accountability than is possible in our under our current criminal legal system. Accountability is essential. As Jen once wrote, accountability processes attempt to put many of my values into practice. Mutual aid, respect, direct action, a DIY ethic, and acknowledgement that crime, safety, harm, and support are complex. Yeah, I don't know that uh, in the legal system there's anything that 
that says that it favors you know certain people does it i don't think so they don't spell it out no well then it's then it's not real then um the the whole like systemic racism thing not real um people are racist that are doing it but there's not there's nothing in there that says favor white people over black people right not that bluntly no okay but they, they, you, you can look like a black person a white person charged with the same crime the mm-hmm. black person tends to get a uh, more harsh sentence well whose fault's that the judge the, the judge is usually responsible for the sentence yeah sure it's the judge then that's a shitty judge but there but there's no there's it's not in the legal like there's nothing that says that the judge should do that right Correct. Yeah, it's not. So it's it's up to the judge's discretion. It's that's not a shitty overt fu- racism. That's a, just a shitty fucking judge. Yeah, shit like that happens all the time. It's it sucks, it, but but that's it's not the actual system. I mean, if, unless you're calling that the system, then like the is the system the the people running it or is it the laws? Both. Okay. Born Jennifer Engel in Dearborn, Michigan, Angel co-founded the left-wing zine Clamor and was a major proponent of prison reform, starting a non-profit called Aid and Abet and frequently baking cupcakes for people as they were released from prison. Mm. A group of friends and family operating under the name The Estate of Jen Angel released a lengthy statement on the arrest that included this passage. Uh, Jen believed in the possibility of a world in which everyone can live live a dignified and joyful life. She worked toward an ecologically sustainable and deeply participatory society in which all people have access to the things they need, decisions are made by those most directly affected by those decisions, and all people are free and equal. Jen supported efforts to shine a light on the limitations within the prison industrial complex because she understood that the system is a problem, not a solution. She believed deeply in addressing the root causes of social injustice and supporting the healing of survivors. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're still charging. <laughs> like, this is, this is all... This is all well and good, but they're, yeah, they're still charging and still uh, facing life in prison for murder. Yeah. So uh, that's this week in murder. Uh, this is normally where we would take a quick break, uh, but we're not doing that. We're going to jump right into our um, right into our feature here, where we're going to celebrate our independence by talking about our some, feature presentation, some colonial crimes, yeah, or early American crimes. So yeah. Uh, are you a proud? I'm a proud colonizer. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm happy that we're we're doing this one. So we're not going to do. Uh, we're going to do one, uh, not one, but two things here mm-hmm. that we've uh, done from time to time on Murder My Dude: a historical episode and an anthology episode. Um, in, in honor of America's birthday, we're going to look at three cases that captivated the colonies in early America, and we're going to start with a story that would fit just as well in a Thanksgiving episode. Uh, it's the story of the man widely recognized as the first murderer in the uh, colonies that became the United States of America. And it's a story that takes us all the way back to the Mayflower. Uh, so we're talking about pilgrims here. Pilgrim. John and Eleanor Billington. Isn't that Dynamite Kid's name? <laughs> so uh, I, I was thinking that uh, when I saw the name Billington, I was like, Wait a minute, but I'm yeah, thinking it was Tom Billington. I think was it Billington? Yeah, I thought so. As soon as I saw the name Billington, I was like, I had my kid. But then I was like, wait, is it something, something else? I think you're right. I think it is Billington. So yeah, John and Eleanor Billington, along with their sons John the Second and Francis, 
were four of the just over 100 passengers on the legendary Mayflower uh, that left England for what is now Massachusetts. Though John Billington signed the Mayflower Compact, easy for me to say, one of only 41 to do so. Are you having a stroke? I'm not. And he and his... Is that burnt toast? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, okay, good. No, wait, that's a good thing. If it is burnt toast, it's a good thing. Wait. I'm not having a stroke. You think burning toast is good? I don't don't know. No, it's good that we both smell it. Unless we're both having strokes at the exact same time, which would be bad. Well, we're both fat at the exact same time. We are. Yeah. So, so Billington and his family survived the harsh voyage across the Atlantic and the following brutal New England winter that wiped out half the colony. But there were certainly those in Plymouth who wished that they hadn't. Uh, the two were seen as some of the bad seeds in the colony. Uh, Francis Billington was a bit of an amateur demolitions expert, making, excuse me, making homemade squibs. Got the hiccups. And he once discharged his father's musket inside the Mayflower as it was anchored off the shores of Cape Cod shortly after reaching Plymouth Rock. Now, he almost blew up the damn Mayflower. Now, this is what I want to know. And I don't I don't know that I've ever known this or not. Do we know where the fucking Mayflower is? I was thinking that when I put this together, but I didn't look it up. Yeah, I got I might I don't have my phone on me, but um, yeah, I, I, I wonder. I always wonder whatever happened happened to the. Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, or the Mayflower? Hey, I'll look that up at some point. We know what happened to the Titanic. That That's a boat we know the... Yeah, we should. Do you want to go down and look? I'll pass. Okay. Submarines. Uh, so, submersibles. Submersibles. Yeah, it was not a submarine. It was a submersible. Yeah. Uh, the shot sent... And, and it was submergible. The shot sent sparks flying your barrels of gunpowder, nearly blowing up the legendary ship. When Francis was a young teenager, he climbed a tree and found what he called a great sea. Though he suspected this was the Pacific Ocean, right there in, uh, in Massachusetts where we all know the Pacific Ocean is, uh, it was actually a pond taking up a little under 300 acres of land that is known to this day as Billington Sea. Uh, his brother John was also the explorative type, once getting lost in the woods for several days before a search party found him in the company of a local NASA tribe, uh, which is a a native tribe there, and returned him to the colony. Even Eleanor Billington was seen as a troublemaker, found at one point to have slandered another colony member, John Doan, for which she was sentenced to sit in the stocks yeah, and be whipped. He was the uh, uh, ref for WWF. Jack Doan. Oh. Well, his name's John, wasn't it? Yeah. John, too, was uh, constantly... John's as the second one. John Billington uh, was constantly at odds with others in the colony, Shortly after landing, he was found guilty of contempt of the captain's lawful command with uproarious speeches, through which he was to have his neck and heels tied together. He was uh, he was a guitarist for Marilyn Manson, and then he went on to uh, play for Rob Zombie. I don't know who. He and and then and then he left, and he went with uh, uh, who did he go with? Motley Crue. Else who? No, I, I don't know who you're talking. It's John about. Five. Oh. Not John, too. So uh, he was to have his neck and heels tied together. According to records, upon humbling himself and craving pardon, and it being the first offense, he is forgiven. It would not be his last brush with the law. Uh, Years later, John was suspected of being involved in a plot to overthrow the leadership of the colony, but that fizzled out and he went unpunished. Over the years, one of John's perennial enemies in the colony was a man named John Newcomen. Uh, the two had a long-standing feud that ended when Billington allegedly 
shot and killed Newcomen, purportedly for stealing from his animal traps. According to documents from then-Plymouth Governor William Bradford, uh, this year John Billington the Elder, uh, one that came over with the first, was arraigned and both by grand and petty jury found guilty of willful murder by plain and notorious evidence and was for the same accordingly executed. This, uh, this, as it was the first execution amongst them, so it was a matter of great sadness unto them, uh, they used all due means without his trial and took the advice of Mr. Winthrop, the, another, the ablest gentleman in the Bay of Massachusetts, this uh, early American English is hard to read sometimes, uh, that were then newly come over, who concurred with them that he ought to die and the land be purged from blood. He and some of his had been often punished for miscarriages before, being one of the profanest families amongst them. That's what we got to say when like people are kind of troubled. Like they're a profane family. They're yeah. profane. Eleanor would remarry, but would have no more children. The younger John Billington would actually die before his father, and Francis Billington lived on the old age and had nine children. I wish that we would call people that were like, like it, today we would say senior. So we'd say like Jack Junior, Jack Senior. Right. But I want to say Jack the Elder. The Elder, yes. Yeah. I want to, and, s- and it would be Jack the Elder and Jack the Younger. Right. Yeah. Because there's like, what, Pliny the Elder? Yes. And Pliny the Younger? Well, I didn't know him. Yeah. Well, if there's an elder, there's got to be a younger. Yeah, you think. Or not. I, or I'm not. Gonna, it's I'm like going to start being pizza... BP the Elder. Yeah. I, I want to be, I want to be, uh, Pizza Cat the Third. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump a little farther in the colonial times, revolution times, really, to take a closer look at one of the flashpoints that led to American independence. Uh, one of the biggest of those events was the out-of-control 1770 riot that has forever become known as the Boston Massacre. Hell yeah. Uh, tensions were at a fever pitch as it was. Here. Oh yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Because he's uh, he's from up that way. Oh, this, this is well before his time. Oh. And that was a remake of a but British I, I, Actually, he's from... New York, right? New York, but they said it in... Yeah, the, the movie with Drew Barrymore, right? Fever pitch. Yeah. Which was originally about soccer. About soccer's a pitch. Yeah. Well, you pitch but in baseball. you pitch in baseball. Yeah. But the soccer pitch. The field was called a pitch, yeah. Yeah, that's why. It was about Arsenal. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Now you know. At the time, Boston was a city of about 16,000 that also housed about 2,000 British soldiers. A series of tariffs. British soldiers? British soldiers. Oh, that's not what you said. A series of tariffs and levies, including the Townshend Acts, which put a tariff on British goods imported to the colonies, led to the famous cries of no taxation without representation that's right yeah it sounds like some shit that uh you know if the glove fits yeah it's like a muhammad ali johnny cochran type thing yeah yeah scuffles and sometimes more than scuffles were common uh, but the events of march 5th 1770 were more than that i want scuffles and truffles i don't think i've ever had truffles or truffle oil yeah I know there's a cheesesteak place on South Street now uh, that has truffle whiz they make in-house. Oh, really? It's called uh, Woodrow's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the events of March 5th, 1770 were very, very much more than that. Tensions were already high. As a couple weeks earlier, an 11-year-old boy named Christopher Sider was shot and killed when a customs officer, Ebenezer Richardson, fake name. No, that's a real uh, name. Fired a, we might have a fake name a little bit later. I did it. Uh, We'll get to it in a second. You'll 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 know it. Uh, when Officer Ebenezer Ebenezer Richardson fired a blind shot through his window to disperse a crowd 
who had been throwing rocks at a store owned by a known British loyalist. The events of March 5th started on King Street, which post-revolution took the name State Street. They changed the name and didn't want a king. Yeah. Uh, as Boston emerged from a string of bitter, snowy weather, Hugh White, a British private, had the duty of guarding the customs house where British money was stored. While on the job, White heard one of the captain lieutenants stationed in Boston, John Goldfinch, being yelled at by Edward Garrick, a 13-year-old wigmaker's apprentice whom he falsely believed had failed to pay his boss. As Garrick hurled insults at Goldfinch, White chimed in, telling the teenager he should show more respect. You see, back then, those, uh, those kids in the, in the 1790s had no respect, or 1760s had no respect. Well, you know. The generation before had respect, but these kids did not. They do. It's just the amount of respect. I get what you're going for. Uh, but this this generation is probably the most disrespectful that's ever been around. Would you agree or disagree? Um, not, no. See, I asked you a question and you're not answering with the, the correct answer. Why is that? I think it's a complex thing. It's not complex. It's either yes or no. It's, is this the most disrespectful generation? We're not. Yeah, the answer is yes, it is. That's it. It's, it's, not, it's not even debatable. It is. It's the most disrespectful. Uh, was our generation disrespectful at times? Of course. It was the previous one? Of course. You're always going to find disrespect, but we have the most disrespectful. We have the most disrespectful fucking uh, 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 public. These people are the most fucking, this is the most rude people have ever been in public, ever. But, but it, you know, it doesn't mean that people weren't rude when we were kids. People were rude, just not as much as the each previous generation, because you couldn't fucking act like that. You couldn't, and people were a little, like, because they're soft on crime now. People are really soft on crime, and they're soft on, on disrespect, and they're soft on whatever. You wouldn't act like that. You get your fucking ass beat. You, you, you would get the shit beat out of you if you were disrespectful before. You can't, you, you can get away with all that shit now. You couldn't as much before or as much before that or before that. But yeah, you're still going to find instances where people are disrespectful. And we found one with this we gotta kid. start tying people's neck and, what was it, neck and heels together or something? Like that. Not everybody did that, though. That was like, I think that was a specifically, well, I'm sure they got that from England if they were the, the pilgrims. Sure, but um, I'm just saying not everybody... We need to bring back the stocks, put people in the stocks, and throw tomatoes at them. Dude, with the way some of these fucking kids act, yeah, I'm okay with that. The not stocks. the talk, not, yeah, not the, like, the public, yeah, like, if you're, if you're out in public, mm-hmm. and you're disrespectful to, like, you know, older people, and you're just, you're just a teenager, it's just a fucking complete piece of shit, disrespectful little fucking douchebag. Yep, do the public square fucking stocks and have everybody walk by and make fun of them. I'm okay with that kind of bullying. I'm for it because because that kid will probably never fucking do that again. That's what I think. I'm okay with that. I'm for that. I am for that. I'm for getting whatever, do what you can to make sure this little, because because there's a lot of like, you could say, oh, well, he just wasn't raised right. No, the, the kids are raised right. I've, you know, kids are raised the fucking same. My kids are never raised ever to be disrespectful to people. And my kids aren't disrespectful. But if one of them were, 
it wouldn't be because of how they're raised. It'd be because peer pressure and hanging with other kids. You know, I'm sure one of my kids, I don't want to say his name, but I'm sure I, I won't say who he is and I won't point out that he's my oldest, but I'm sure if any of my kids were to be disrespectful to anybody, it would probably be probably be that one. It's definitely not going to be the youngest. <laughs> That's for sure. No. Um, when we left Boston, uh, Garrick I've was, never been there. Uh, Garrick was hurling insults at Goldfinch, uh, the the Captain Lieutenant. And Captain Lieutenant. Captain Lieutenant. So, Private Hugh White chimed in telling Garrick to be more respectful. Uh, Garrick turned his attention to White and started insulting him and poking at him, which led to White hitting Garrick in the head with his musket. <laughs> That's what we gotta do. We start... We gotta start carrying muskets, yeah. and, if, and if a kid is uh, is being you. incorrigible, just hit him in the head with a musket. Oh, when they say poking at him, they don't physically mean. I don't know. He may have poked him. I don't oh, know. Okay, I wasn't there. I was there for Elvis, but I wasn't there for the Boston massacre. A bloodied Edward Garrick ran to an already angry crowd in front of a British barrack. Uh, before he knew it, Hugh White was surrounded by an angry mob, which drew the attention of more British soldiers. One of the mob was the then 19-year-old Henry Knox, who six years later would become one of the generals on the colonist side in the Revolutionary War. If he fired, Knox said of White, he must die for it. One of the angry Bostonians facing off against a small group of British soldiers was Crispus Attucks. Okay, fake name. Uh, a Steve Dorr of mixed Native and African ancestry whom some historians believe may have been an escaped slave. Uh, the uh, situation was a tense, uh, a tense and confusing one. To the I would call that guy Crispy Buttocks. Crispy Buttocks. That's what I would call him. Crisp Attucks. Crispus Attucks. A-T-T-U-C-K-S. I always remember that from Luke Cage, because that was the one, um, like, Project House. was, like, the Crispus Attucks project in the first season of Luke Cage, where, like, Luke Cage gets the, uses the car door as a shield. And goes into the uh, the projects and like beats up all the drug dealers in it. It was Crispus Attucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So the situation was one of tense confusion to the point where a clear account of things never fully emerged. The most believed version is that one of the British soldiers believed they heard the word fire, despite the commanding officer being adamant that he never gave the order. One gunshot became many, and in the ensuing gunfire, Attucks and ten others would be hit. Six were wounded and Attucks and four others, Samuel Gray, James Caldwell, Samuel Maverick, and Patrick Carr were killed. That's a badass colonial name, Samuel Maverick. Yeah. Uh, the killings ignited the volatile powder keg that was British colonial relations. British troops fled the city for nearby Fort William. Future revolutionaries like John Hancock, Samuel Adams, and Paul Revere used it as fuel to rail against the British, Revere creating a famous full-color engraving of British soldiers firing on an unarmed crowd. One notable exception was lawyer and future president of the United States, John Adams, who was certainly anti-British, but wanted to ensure the soldiers had a fair trial and represented them in court. Adams was able to create enough reasonable doubt that Captain Thomas Preston was found not guilty of murder. All but two British soldiers were fully acquitted. Privates Hugh Montgomery and Matthew Kilroy were found guilty of manslaughter, and were sentenced to the common penalty for first offenders under British law at the time, which was having their thumbs branded. Which is a pretty light sentence. I mean, branding hurts, I'm sure, but 
Like now, if you commit manslaughter, we just talked about that first that that one story, the first story in this week of murder. Thirty years in prison. Back then, first offense on manslaughter, your thumbs are branded. Yeah, what did they brand them with? That'd be cool if, like, you look at their thumbs. This is like Man. the CW. Man on one and slaughter on the other. Yeah. I was thinking maybe they just like brand them with like logos. Yeah, like a watermark or like something. Champion. Yeah. Nike. Maybe the uh, the Boston Celtics logo or something. Yeah. Sam Adams in the story. Maybe they maybe the logo. Maybe, maybe it's a Boston Tea Party logo maybe. that they have one. I don't think so. Yeah. This may have predated the Boston Tea Party. I'm not sure. Our final story occurs early on in the United States history, 1800 to be specific, and involves guest appearances by people and companies that greatly shaped American history. One of the more prominent is Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Who is much more famous for a case that happens four years after this and involves someone we'll be talking about in just a bit. I think he was more famous for that got milk milk commercial. commercial. Uh, Burr was the founder of something called the Manhattan Company, a group formed at least on paper to help supply a growing New York City with some sorely needed clean, well, cleaner, we'll get to that, uh, water after droughts and a yellow fever epidemic uh, racked the city the year before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some creative language in the company's charter allowed the company to use its profits in a way that most companies weren't allowed to do at the time by starting a private bank. So early on in the United States formation, the Bank of the United States was around, which is like the official bank of the country. Uh, It hadn't been dismantled by Andrew Jackson yet. That was decades away. Uh, So a company doing this privately was rare for the time. The Manhattan Company later turned to banking full-time, becoming the Bank of Manhattan. It would later merge with Chase National Bank in 1955 to become Chase Manhattan Bank. Uh, Many, many more mergers and acquisitions later, it exists now as part of the mega corporation J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, the largest bank in the United States. Uh, one of the wells operated by the Manhattan Company and Burr himself would play heavily in the first murder trial in America that was fully transcribed. Uh, the trial of Levi Weeks, accused of murdering Julielma Elma Sands and what has become, the, uh, become known as the Manhattan Well Murder. Elma Sands would go missing on December 22nd of 1799, though her disappearance would not make major news in New York as the papers were still being dominated with coverage of the death of George Washington, who had passed away a little over a week before. It wouldn't last, however, and the city was enraptured by the time Elma's body was pulled from one of the Manhattan Company's wells on January 2nd, 1800. Levi Weeks was a carpenter by trade and the brother of Ezra Weeks, who was one of the most well-known and successful builders in New York City. Yeah, well, he was better. Uh, better than Levi? Yeah. yeah. Um, Le- Levi definitely wasn't better than Ezra. No, no. So e- Ezra Weeks actually had uh, recently helped construct the Gracie Mansion, uh, which still serves as the official residence of New York City's mayor and where they practice jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. Yeah. So that would be like Hevi Weeks and uh, Ezra Miller? Correct. Or Ezra Weeks? <laughs> Ezra Miller, no. No. Where did that come from? Uh, yeah, that was really fast. Uh, Levi, I see what you did there. Levi had been known to have, court, have been courting Elma Sands. Both were renting rooms at the same New York boarding house, and both were seen leaving that boarding house at separate times of the night on December 22nd. Only weeks came back. There were rumors of Levi being seen measuring the well. A man named Richard Croucher. But tested- it wasn't weeks later. No, it was a few days. Oh. Uh, oh, no, he came back later that night. 
Uh, a man named Richard Croucher testified that he saw Weeks and Sands having sexual relations <laughs> and that he had heard Levi trying to break off their relationship. Gossip around the city was that Elma was pregnant. Under immense public pressure, the police uh, arrested Levi Weeks and tried him for Elma's murder. The judge's bench and both the prosecutor and defense tables were stocked with founding fathers. Utilizing his brother Ezra's money and connections, Levi Sands was represented by a legal dream team. His most experienced lawyer was Henry Brockholst Livingston, a lieutenant colonel in the New York line in the Revolution who would go on to practice law in the early 1800s. Uh, or as I say in the notes here, the earthly 1800s. <laughs> Uh, eventually, he'd be nominated to the United States Supreme Court by Thomas Jefferson. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Can we just Aaron say the Burr. earthly whatever time? Uh, the earthly 1800s? We'll call it, no, like the earthly 1900s. Early, the earthly 90s. Yeah. We're just going to refer to things as the earthly. Why I guess we're now just starting to come out of the, uh, Why the does it say 21st century. earthly, by the way? Uh, I meant to type early, and I... Oh, and you're earthly. Okay, yeah, so, uh... No, we're, we're doing that for now, and we're just calling it Earthly. Yeah. The Earthly 90s. We gotta wrap this show, though. We gotta go to Earthly tomorrow. Um, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr, was also on Ezra's legal team, as was his friend-turned-rival, Alexander Hamilton, uh, whom he'd kill in their infamous duel four years later. Uh, this trial is actually mentioned in the play, but they... It's, it's kind of a bit inaccurate. Um... Hamilton's father-in-law. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton's father-in-law, Philip Schuyler, was Livingston's commanding general in the Revolution, and he also lost his seat in the U.S. US Senate to Burr in 1791, which was the earthly 1790s. Right. <laughs> this might be a better name than Christmas Addis. Cadwaller D. Colden, fake name, <laughs> was the prosecutor. Cadwallader. Cadwallader. I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start being Cadwallader Burke. <laughs> I like that. Hello, I'm Cadwallader Burke, uh, and he would later become the mayor of New York City and serve in the United States Esquire. Congress. Uh, the judge was founding father John Lansing Jr., a member of the New York Supreme Court, who would later become Chancellor, the highest judicial office in the state at the time. In 1829, Lansing left his hotel to mail a letter on a dock and was never seen again. He's presumed to have either accidentally drowned or more likely to have been murdered by his political rivals. Uh, Levi's legal team found evidence that Elma Sands was not pregnant at the time and painted witness Croucher as the likely killer, producing witnesses who claimed to have seen him at the well on December 22nd. Alexander Hamilton, with a fl uh, trademark flair for the dramatic, held candles to Ca Croucher's eyes on cross-examination and instructed the jury to mark every muscle of his face Every motion of his eye, I conjure you to look through that man's countenance to his conscience. Hamilton had a way with words. Damn. Um, while most Damn, Ham. While most trials of the time were less than a day long, this one went 44 straight hours. Uh, it, and I think one of the prosecutors, uh, prosecuting attorneys, fell asleep at the table at one point. Uh, it took the jury less than five minutes to come back with a not guilty verdict. Uh, Levi Weeks, however, was guilty in the court of public opinion. Right. Facing nothing but hatred and scorn in New York. He was getting canceled. He was. He was. He was. This is the original canceled. It probably wasn't the original, but. In uh, in the United States. Probably yeah. not the original. Um, he went south, settling in Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, he married a wealthy woman there and became a successful architect, which was his dream. He always wanted to be an architect. 
Uh, while no one else was ever tried, much less convicted in Elma Sands' death, most think that either Levi Weeks got away with murder or that Richard Croucher was the culprit. See, that's, that's a good thing about that kind of cancellation, though, is he only got canceled up there, and there was no social media. Yeah. So people weren't, like, he could go down in Natchez, Mississippi, and he could live out his, his dream to be an architect. Yeah. And it doesn't affect it because nobody's going down there and saying, hey, no, they're not following him. Hey, he, he may have killed somebody. Right. He was found not guilty. Sure, he was, he but was. but but they're not they're not following him. They're not stalking him. They're not fucking being obsessed with this guy, trying to ruin him because they're fucking bored, like all the whack job cancel culture people. Fucking, they're just so bored. Like, and they only want to cancel certain things. You know, they don't want to cancel people on their side because you know they just you know they're fucking hypocrites. Anyway, uh, okay, I was thinking. I was like, do I know where Natchez is? I actually did. I, I saw a video um, that went through there for some reason. I think there's some kind of like government building there that he he designed that still stands to this day. Maybe that, maybe, maybe I heard about that because I watched um, maybe it was Adam the Woo go through there. I don't with, know if you know who his, a, with a, his clan. He's got the Wu the Wu Tang clan. Yeah. As a matter of fact, somebody we know. It was just with Adam the Woo, uh, Philly Captain. Right. Okay. I was, I was assuming that was what you were going to say. Yeah, Philly Captain. But I, I believe, I believe Adam the Woo was in Natchez, Mississippi before. Oh. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, because I, I, I normally wouldn't recognize that name or know it from anywhere. Yeah. All right. I need a name like Adam the Woo. I mean, it's it stands out. Yeah, I need like I want to be. Well, like, you say you're gonna be BP Cat- the Elder. Yeah, Cadwallader the Elder, yeah. Cadwallader the Elder is what I'm going to be. I like BP the Elder. You know, I, don't, I like Cadwallader, though. It's too much. Really Caldwell? Cad, Cadbury? It's, yeah, it's, it's going to Cad, be... Cadbury the Elder. Delicious. Mm. Uh, so Croucher, Richard Croucher, the witness who they kind of created the reasonable doubt by saying he may, may have done it. I'm going to be El Hio del... Cat pizza Waller. cat. The, the You're all about the pizza cat today. Well, all about the. We watched a little bit of wrestling before uh, we started recording, and uh, yeah, you, there was Pizza Cat Junior. Yeah, and that's your second Pizza Cat reference of the day. Well, you know, I like I liked Pizza Cat. I, I I'm hungry. I, I would love to eat Pizza Cat. Delectable. It was like it started off well with the pizza part, but the cat part is the part I have a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's where it's like pizza dog. Pizza? Oh, you want to eat the dog? No. Oh, pizza, pizza chicken, pizza chicken. I never, I don't like. I never had like barbecue chicken pizza or anything. I know sometimes you do put chicken on pizza. Pepperoni. I'm trying to think if I did. I may have had it once before. Uh, I'll eat any kind of meat on on it on 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 a. But my favorite without a fucking shadow of a doubt is supreme oh god i so, thought you're gonna say mushrooms i was gonna oh yeah retch. no i like i like mushroom pizza now now this is how you can get me to throw up no i like mushroom pizza i like peppers and onions are great uh but supreme when you get those like frozen pizzas mm-hmm. oh the french bread pizzas dude, it's got the olives on it and I, I, those in forever. I don't even normally like olives yeah. But when it's on that, oh my god, dude, the fucking olives and everything. Oh, it's... Let's talk about that, though. Like, 
uh, we're talking about Pete's cat. If it was Mushroom Cat, that would be like my worst nightmare. Cats and mushrooms. But she's fucking cute, though. <laughs> uh, Croucher, Richard Croucher, uh, would later be convicted of raping his teenage stepdaughter, um, but would be spared harsh punishment for mental health reasons. He would return, however, to his native England, where it's believed that he was found guilty of another crime and executed. Uh, so that's his story. And that's the story of the first documented murder trial in the United States of America. Now we have so many of them. Because there's a lot of murder going on. Yeah. And murder is not a great way to die. But, but without it, we wouldn't have this show. Yeah. We and what else would we talk about? Uh, well, we would talk about these non-murder deaths. It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst. That's right, everybody. It's time for your favorite game and mine. Who died the worst? It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game is Who Died the Worst? And if this is your first time listening to Murder My Dude, let me explain. I, BP Burke, mm-hmm. uh, the Elder, BP the Elder, right. will give um, uh, uh, uh-huh. oh. Jackson the Fourth. America. Oh, Jackson America. That's right. I'm sorry. Jackson or or Pizza, Pizza Cat the Fourth. Pizza Cat the It's the fourth now. I thought it was the third. I, 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 El Hio del Pizza Cat. El, yeah, El Hio del Pizza Cat. Um, that's right. That's You're right. A.K.A. Jackson America. Jackson America. I'm going to give uh, this this person with many names. Mm-hmm. Probably admit. is literally a thousand by this point. Yeah. I'm going to give uh, Jackson America three deaths. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell me which of these three died the worst. Okay. Death number one takes us to San Antonio, Texas, where a truck driver was killed uh, after several slabs of marble fell on him as he was unloading them. Uh, one of these sheets of marble loosened and fell on him before 10 a.m. And he was uh, crushed by the slabs of marble uh, that he was unloading into a business. He... Uh, King Zhang's son, I'm going to guess this is, uh, that's my best effort of pronouncing his name, 45 years old, died from blunt force injuries, according to the medical examiner. It was rolled an accident uh, as he was, I guess it was many sheets of marble, the load got loose and it fell on him. And that's how he died. That's death number one. Okay. I don't know, I was, I was waiting for you to chime in there or something. I, I, I sure, I'm, I'm taking it all in. Death number two. Yes. Takes us to the capital of Thailand. Do you know what that is? I sure do. Protect uh, your penis. Bangkok. Uh, where an 18-year-old boy uh, was in school, and they had a fire drill. Remember fire drills? I sure do. And There's a couple things that I thought of recently that uh, schools may not do. They, they, I think they still do fire drills. You think they, they do sh- shooter drills now, too, don't they? I, I don't know. I don't well, know. I know there's that one school district around us that had the idea that they should have a bucket full of rocks in every classroom so, like, people could throw rocks at a school shooter. Well, I saw this thing, and it's pretty cool. It's this, like, thing that's against the wall, but then you can pull it out, and it becomes a room. Like a panic room, yeah. Like, yeah, like a fucking panic room, and it's like, it just, it comes and kind of like locks into place. Everybody goes in and it's like this, 
yeah, it's just this panic room thing. And it, I'm like, that's actually smart. And then people are like, we shouldn't have to have those. Yeah, you know what? Well, in a perfect world, but if you're... yeah, <laughs> Look, it, it's America. There's going to be school shootings a lot. Yeah. And we have to prepare for them. Mm-hmm. We can either revamp our gun laws, which is not going to happen, thanks Republicans, or we can be ready for school shooters. Yeah. Uh, and I would rather have that than a bucket of rocks. Um, but yeah, so anyway, fire drill. They do these even in Thailand. Yeah, and another thing I noticed that you, you never see is, do you remember safeties? Yes. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore, I don't think. I don't even really see crossing guards around I here. see crossing guards. Do you? Yeah, because... Like, like, this the, area's not really by the schools. The kids have crossing guards. Yeah, that's, I think that's why. Yeah. Because the, the kids uh, have... But I don't know if they're just normal crossing guards, like, like uniformed crossing guards. Right. Like, we had them as a kid. My mom was a crossing guard. No, not a uniformed crossing guard. Though. Right, no, she just had the vest. No, I'm talking about uniformed crossing guards. There's this, I remember there's this lady named Angie. She lived across the street from my dad's store. Rob McElhenney would have known her because <laughs> she lived, she lived, Angie was there. She was notorious for being covered in dog hair, but she used to, they used to have that, like that hat that looks like mm-hmm. the British, like Bobby hat. Yeah. Yeah. Like you used to have this uniform, but uh, yeah. So you had a crossing guard, but then you have safeties. And if you don't know what a safety is, uh, it was like the junior. It was like an outside hall monitor, basically. Yeah. But you would stand on a corner, you would get a corner and, uh, you know, you would, I guess, help cross the kids. But they were usually kids. Like, they were just students, right? Yeah, you're a stu- Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a student that is essentially working under the the crossing guards. I always remember. But then you'd have the ca- safety captain. <laughs> captain safety. No, there's a safety captain. You'd have the safeties and the safety captain. And you go, here we are. And would- uh, I don't think yeah. so. Mm-mm. Here we are, the safety captain. I knew you were going to do that. Um, so I, I remember safeties at the elementary school uh, I went to in uh, Collingdale, where we, we Collingdale. They the safety's main jobs at the elementary school there seemed to be to yell at kids that were leaving school to stay off the grass, and they always did it while standing on the grass, right? And it annoyed the shit out of me. Well, we didn't really have grass in South Philly. Right. So it was just to stand on a corner and, you know, just help the fucking crossing guard, really. I don't know. Maybe crossing guard was like over paying attention to this side of the street and the safeties. Or maybe less busy streets or something like that. Yeah. I I don't know. But I I remember we had quite a few uh, crossing guards. And then... um, and then you had your safeties and you would have like your corner. Yeah. So it was a long time, but I haven't I haven't seen any of this stuff. All right. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go back drill. to Bangkok. Fire a Bangkok fire drill. It sounds like a sexual position. I gave her the old Bangkok fire drill. So the extinguisher, um uh like I jumped ahead of myself. This 18-year-old student uh was killed and dozens were injured during a fire drill when a fire extinguisher exploded. And the um, it was one of those carbon dioxide ones. Uh, I guess some of them have like dry ice, some of them have carbon dioxide. And it, it exploded and killed this uh, this boy, an 18-year-old boy, an 8-year-old man, excuse me, and injured about 29 other people. Uh, most injuries were minor, though. But he was an adult. He wasn't a minor. 
death number two is death by exploding fire extinguisher. Which takes us to death number three. Uh, and it takes us to Stockholm. They have a syndrome there. A roller coaster in uh, train in, in Stockholm derailed, sending some passengers uh, plunging to the ground in an amusement park accident that left nine de- one dead and nine injured. Uh, at the Grona Lund Park, the front of the uh, the train car, like the, the roller coaster car you sit in, right. appeared to jump off the tracks before coming to, the, to a stop with one car tilted toward the ground. This is like the, that one Final Destination movie. What is it? I think three. Uh, the opening thing was like a roller coaster accident. The front of the train partly derailed and stopped on a track at a height of between six and eight meters, which is between 20 and 25 feet, if you don't use the metric system. Well, here we go. Like we do in America. We just had this conversation before we uh, we recorded about all these systems. So the uh, the, the person that died here, they basically um, they basically fell about twenty five feet out of a roller coaster to their death, and that is definitely not enough time to do the rowboat. No. So to recap, death number one is you're unloading. Uh, Slabs of, slabs of granite. Yeah. Um, and they come loose. No, granite, he knew they were heavy. Yeah. Death number two is the exploding fire extinguisher. Yeah. And death number three is falling off a roller coaster uh, that derails. I ask you, Jackson Wells, who died the worst? Hmm. This is tough. Um, it is. Give me the give me the details again. I don't know what you're doing right now. You're, I'm looking for something to do for the because uh, uh, it's very distracting. Give me the details for the for the roller coaster one. So they're on a roller coaster, okay, and it's it seems to have skipped off the track, right, and. A few people were thrown from the roller coaster. I think one was able to grab onto the track and save themselves. One was just injured. Uh-huh. Uh, but one fell about 20 to 25 feet to their death. Off of the roller coaster. Okay. And then the details for the exploding... Uh, fire extinguisher? Fire extinguisher. So during a fire drill, somehow a fire extinguisher exploded. It explodes. And killed the person. What, How, the what, what was it? Was it like a projectile? Like I'm going to guess, yeah. Like the outside of the fire extinguisher is... If it exploded. Did it knock the person out and kill it? Did it? I don't know. See, this is what I need to know in order for me to judge accurately. So, because you think the slab of concrete, it's, oh, that's probably whatever, but that could potentially just knock you out quick. That's how I want to go. If I die, I want I want to be dead fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want to have a heart attack and then lay there and die for twenty fucking minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want that. I want it to be. I want. I want to get like. That's what they said. That summer or submersible was like. like yeah, I want that. They they may have known like something was going on outside. Like they may have there may have been like like indications that there were issues, but they say like once that hole was breached, it was probably over in like milliseconds. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to breach a hole. Pizza catching. <laughs> uh oh man. It's tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to eliminate one right away. So the, the off the bat because by, uh, granite it, slab. But it's it's a bad way to go. Marble slab, not granite. But they're all yeah 
Oh, it was marble. That that changes everything. Oh fuck. Oh no. Yeah, it might be fucking like a feather lighter. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh well it was several slabs that fell on him. Yeah, and if 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 all dude, that dude's dead right away. I mean that's that it's lights out. It's curtains. Gorilla radio? Yeah. It's curtains for that guy. Well, it's marble slabs for that guy. Like, really fast. That's done. So, And it's very convenient because they can just make the headstone of the shit that fell on them. Right. Um, no, nah, but that's got to that's gotta go first because we're looking for what is making you literally die the worst. And I don't know. Is that the worst or is that the best way to go? That's the way I want to go out of all of them. I want to go that way. Okay. So, and then the second one. Yeah, I have my, my winner. My winner's three. Roller coaster. That would have been my pick. Yeah. yeah that would have been my pick. Yeah, because that's the scariest one. Yeah, it's a quick 25 seconds, but you're already, like, you already have that fear of, like, the roller coaster, like, adrenaline's pumping, but then it's, like, that split second. It, it, it's that thing that you, you fear happens, but doesn't ever happen. Right. But then it happens. It happened, yeah. I saw they felt like a crack in the world's tallest roller coaster, too. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy, roller coasters. I remember the one in Wildwood, like the Great Nor'easter, uh, the hot pink one. Yeah, the Nor'easter. Like somebody, somebody died on that one. Yeah, because, somebody whacked their... Yeah, their... like there was a, it was a person who worked for the Maury's Pier. It was the amusement company there. Uh, somebody who worked for them was in this area where you're not supposed to be. It's like fenced off. And they, yeah, somebody came by and kicked them in the head. They were moving so fast that it killed them. And I think it... I don't know if... The, I know the person broke their foot. They may have actually like lost their foot. Oh, Jesus. Yes, yeah, so that, was, that, was, that was a rough one. Um, yeah, yeah, that would have been mine. That would have been mine, the, the Swedish roller coaster, which also sounds like a sexual move. Right. Yeah. After I do the Bangkok fire drill, I'm going to give her the Swedish roller coaster. Yeah, after I breach her hole. <laughs> In my submersible. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for Who Died the Worst, and that'll do it for our Independence Day episode. Yeah. Independence. We're, indep- in- it, we're independent as fuck yeah. from those goddamn... Brits. Crazy. Fuck the British with yeah. their national health care and their boiled, metric system. And boiled fucking black pudding. Fucking King Charles III. Full breakfast. Fucking. They don't even know yeah. where, where fucking Sherlock Holmes really lived. It wasn't 221B Baker Street? Well, there was no real 221B Baker Street. True. Uh, they had to make up a fucking... I mean, he wasn't real, but they had to, like, make up a section for him to live in. Silly. So that'll do it. Uh, thank you for listening. If you If you know anybody you think may enjoy the show, let them know about it. Say, hey, these people are American as fuck. They're very American. Yeah. Um, they love fr- uh, freedom. They love freedom. And fries. And Jesus. We actually did have fries. We did. We had actually... <laughs> No, we did not. You know, you realize what we had, right, on Independence Day? <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking fish and chips. Uh, we literally had fish and chips, didn't we? We had fish and chips. Uh, motherfucker. It wasn't served in a newspaper. You know what? It was us sticking it to them. That's right. So we ate it without the newspaper. So, yeah. how, so how about that? As they say, it's only treason if you lose. Yeah. It's only treason if it ain't freezing. It's not freezing. It's very hot outside. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you're right, dude. I didn't even think of the whole <laughs> yeah. fish and chips thing. Well, so that's what we did. We ate fish and chips. 
<laughs> and watched pizza cat. We had palm frites. Palm frites. And yes. fish. So. so for Jackson Well or sorry, for Jackson America. That's right. This is BP the Elder saying we will see you next time with more murder. My dude. So not many people know this, but mm. in addition to being a Steve door, mm-hmm. that guy that was killed in the Boston Massacre also invented the cereal. Yeah. Rice Krispis. <laughs>